Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Newcastle Blue Star Podcast. I'm your host Dan Tracy and we're back with another episode and more importantly another top guest. Joining me tonight is a member of our reserve squad and it's someone with a rather international flavour. That's because it's none other than Riley Moore. Riley, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show tonight and I hope all is well. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. Thank you for your time. So, where's a good place to start this evening? I guess some background on yourself. And the easiest way to do that is some quick-fire questions. So, are you ready? Let's have it then. Okay, let's do it. So, for those who don't know, how old are you? Uh, I am 20, turning 21, and I'm just a couple of days here. Oh, happy birthday for a couple of days. That's a great age. I remember when I was 21, just about. But, what position do you play? Uh, generally, I play attacking mid or box-to-box midfielder. The energy levels must be high for that then. What player did you idolise when you were growing up? Um, Probably Miroslav Klose and Michael Balak. I like it. And what player would you aspire to be right now? Hmm. Probably Luka Modric. It's a good shout. Some great answers to those questions. So, now we've got the quickfire round out of the way, let's get some insight into you, Riley. So, that accent is not a Geordie one. So, how does someone like yourself... Get familiar with the city of Newcastle. I assume you kind of live in the surrounding area. So how did you make that move? So um, I came over here on an exchange program for uni. And originally I'm from Missouri, around the Kansas City area. So kind of played football all my life. And once it got to university, I decided that I'd like to go over to Europe. And I was contacted by an exchange program, got on that and um, came over here the year the pandemic started. So that was a bit challenging, but I did get about six months where I just got to play um, actually in Yorkshire in a development league down there for U23s against the likes of like Farsley Celtic and Harrogate Town for a while. And then the pandemic hit, and um, it was around that time that I just kind of started exploring the area more um Brysa came on board with us and then eventually that uh had me winding up at blue star and i've come to really enjoy the community aspect it brings and kind of the west end as a whole so it's been really nice you mentioned the pandemic obviously it was difficult for everyone in this country if you lived here regardless of where you were in the past but what's it like moving from another country being caught in a pandemic and not really knowing anyone. So what was it like trying to settle into England in really, really strange circumstances? It was, um, I mean, it was quite difficult, but to be fair, um, the pandemic kind of gave me time to get a foothold. Kind of my first year, I was too busy with uh, playing on the American Exchange program and kind of all that with football that I didn't really get to enjoy the local area as much. But now, like... um, I've got a foothold and coaching out here and playing a blue star kind of can enjoy the area more and like really be in the midst of Newcastle. And it's been fantastic. Absolutely love the Geordies. You say you love the Geordies. Did you find the Geordie accent hard to get your head around at first? So at first a little bit, but my uh, coach back home, whenever I was playing as a, is a Scouser is from Liverpool. Okay. I had a bit of practice, so that definitely helped us. Okay, so you mentioned playing back home. Did you have a university scholarship that allowed you to play football over there? Uh, yeah, I had a couple of offers from universities over there, but 
in the United States, like if you go to play university, we've only got like one professional league just because of how it's um, all set up. There's a couple semi-pro ones coming up higher, but if you go to university, you're not going to be able to play proper football until you're about 22 and graduated, unless you're like one of the 10 or 15 kids nationwide that gets selected by a professional club. So I figured if I go over to Europe, I can enjoy the non-league system and just kind of have more chances to play instead of playing in the US and being done at the age of 22. Is that part of the problem that you get a scholarship, obviously, that's great because it sorts out your time at university, but that system isn't really integrated into the professional setup, is it? So that's kind of standalone. So I guess, as you say, it's one or the other, which if you want that university life is great, but if you want to kind of go a further distance in the world of football, it kind of holds you back a bit. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. Plus, um, just kind of the British style of play or a more European style of play, I just, I think it's better and I enjoy it quite a bit more. So I thought I'd give it a go, just see how it was. So how do you go about winning a scholarship? What's the kind of setup? Because obviously we don't have that in this country. We have our academies and an integrated youth system that has a clear pathway from, you know, under nines, even earlier, that takes you right up to the top level if you're good enough. But it's a lot different in America. So if you're... Well, I don't even know what age you'd be. Would you be sort of 16, 17? How do you go about winning a scholarship? It's, um, to be fair, it's kind of the same as getting into academies over here. Okay. Just go and you play. Generally, you have your local league. Um, For me, it was like we'd play in the league for our states. We'd play in the league for our region. And um, so that was like the Midwest Regional League for me. And then... Colleges would go and watch you in those leagues as well as you'd play weekend tournaments and college scouts would go and watch that and then you'd get offered scholarships or um, ID camps, which are essentially the same thing as kind of trials over here. So making the move across the pond, if you will, what was it like? Was it a bit of a culture shock in terms of the, the footballing styles? You touched on you had a, a scouse coach. Was it a, a slightly easier integration? Or was it a case of, actually, this is a completely different world to what I knew before? What was it like? Um, I'd say the biggest challenge was not relatively adapting to the styles of football, but adapting from youth football to adult football. Okay. Because it was um, going into, like playing teams in like the conference and all like their U23 teams. So like on a Monday night in our league, you'd be playing against lads who were on the fringes of the first team or coming back from an injury. So like it was just another level of adapting to adult football, but it comes just naturally with playing and I feel like. So what was that like for you personally? Because I guess in that sense, you're being thrown in the deep end as you were, because as you say, you have competency playing against people of your own age or in a similar age bracket, but if you're going up against fully formed adults, grown men, if you will, I guess that's going to be a bit of a test, but you learn quite quickly, don't you? So if anything, although it is a test, it's for the benefit at a much faster rate. Definitely. It's just, you just got to do everything sharper and quicker. I mean, like for me, I'm not a very big lad, but at the same time, that's made it to where my game is a lot sharper and quicker and I've got to make little movements and really take care of the football so to be honest it just makes you a better player if you're challenged more it's been really nice to have that so how long have you been at Blue Star exactly 
Um, I came on for the preseason this year. Okay, in that time, I do hope everyone has made you feel welcome. Oh, definitely. It's been a very welcoming club, and it's to be honest, it's been quite a bit of fun as well. The staff, both reserves and first team, have been just amazing to me as well as the other players. Because um, I personally thought it'd be a lot harder to um, break into a British club, but like, just all the people at Blue Star are so great, and I've met so many nice people since I've been here. So it's been very, very good. I'm glad to hear. So from, I guess that's the personal side. From a footballing side this season, how are you finding life in the reserves? Is it as going as well as you could hope for? I'd say so. Um, we definitely try and play the harder way for where we're at and we do try and get the ball down and play football and there are games where you can see it we um do very well at things like combination plays and keeping the ball and all that like we there have been moments where we pass teams off the park and that's how we want to play and i think it's been very positive all the way around the way that the coaches dean and dodzi both have us play and it's just they're always on us, always want high energy. And apart from your occasional weekends where you just kind of aren't there, um, it's been pretty much well received through the squad. And I think there's always high energy levels, high competition, but in a healthy way. And it's been very good for us. You mentioned playing against adults when you came to Britain, but is it a similar kind of age group that you're playing against? What's the kind of makeup of the division itself? Are there more older teams or is it a case of younger bodies being played throughout the division what's the makeup it's about half and half i'd say like a lot of teams are about half people trying to work into adult football and half are you know adults but i guess that in itself gives a bit of variation that there's always a different test every week which again helps your footballing education doesn't it oh for sure it does massively in terms of the season itself, in the context of the league, at the time of recording, the reserves lie fourth in the table and are just two points behind second place. So it's fair to say you're holding your own. The top of the table is a bit of a stretch at the moment, but there's still a lot of football to be played. So are there hopes to win the league this season? Oh, I definitely think so. Um, I think the more that we play, the more comfortable we get with each other. And um, Although I think we we're expecting more from them, like, we played wide open in the cup at the weekend and they're, I'm not sure if they're a spot above us or maybe one behind, but they're in the fringes of that. And we passed them off five, one, um, really nice from like their Twitter admin and all that they did recognize that we were a quality side. And, um, I think the more that we play the way that we want to, the more that we're going to be able to move the ball easily and pick apart teams like that. So I think it's just, once we hit our stride, I don't think anyone in our league um, can really match us. Well, I guess it's all about momentum, isn't it? If you're putting teams aside 5-1, as you say, that can only breed good confidence. You get another one under your belt, it just keeps going and going. So, as I say, there's a lot of football still to come. That second half of the season, I guess everything's up for grabs, both in league and cup. Definitely. Um, so far, we're still alive in both of our cups, as well as we're in a comfortable spot in the league I'd say so I think it can only move up from here Now as we're recording you have to say nice things about the coaching team and I think you just mentioned some anyway but how have you found playing for Dean and the rest of his staff this season? Would you feel that they're bringing the best out of you? Oh definitely 
I think they are, um, they're very good at inspiring confidence while at the same time kind of challenging you to do better each week. And they manage the players quite well as well, I believe. That's good to know. And also, from your point of view, your age, I guess there's more to come. The best is yet to come, shall I say. So do you feel that there's a viable pathway to the first team place? Is that the next ambition for yourself? Yeah, definitely. I'd love to break back in with the first team. I played, I believe it was seven matches for them in preseason. So um, I'd love to be back there soon enough. And that's obviously the ultimate goal. And to be fair, I think the best way to prove that I can get there is by trying to win promotion and a cup or two on the way this season. Absolutely. You've got to ask difficult questions, haven't you? And the only way you can do that is by success for yourself. So to finish, in the time that you've been here, what would you say has been your highlight at Blue Star? Um, definitely the day at Tadcaster. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a great afternoon, that. Just because... um. I think I had a very good performance myself as um, I was able to get about 70 minutes in the match. Um, played Louis Calvert through for the penalty that led to the first goal where he got a touch on my pass and then got brought down and then um, scored the go-ahead goal and finished 2-2. And all the away supporters were absolutely fantastic that made the journey down and um, couldn't be thankful enough for them. And it was just a great day overall, to be fair. Yeah, it really was. I think, you know, the pre-season vibe was in the air. The excitement about football being back properly after that kind of stop-start nature of football in the pandemic. It was just a great afternoon, a great performance. But as you say, everyone just enjoyed it. I think the crowd fed into the performance and vice versa. So, yeah, I think we all enjoyed that one. A great answer. I think that's all my questions for this week. Riley, is there anything you'd like to add before we go? Um, not really, beside I think at the minute the club is just going up and up. Everything's fantastic all around, I'd say. That's absolutely great, Riley. Thank you very much for your time, and I look forward to chatting to you again soon. Definitely, thank you for having me. Not a problem. Okay, that neatly brings an end to this podcast episode. Just a quick bit of admin, that being the first team fun bus is off to Halt Whistle this Saturday, so if you haven't got your tickets just yet for another fun away day, get them purchased now. To all the teams that are taking to the field this weekend, no matter what the age group, the very best of luck to you all. And don't forget that next Friday the 19th, there is more first team action under the lights. Also, if you want to get in touch with me, you can. That's on Twitter, at DanTracy1983. To wrap things up, I just need to thank Riley for his time once again. So with that said, it just leaves me to say that my name's Dan Tracy. This is the Newcastle Blue Star Podcast. And until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.